Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, um, we are doing a redo of the friendship series. The first one needed to be done over. I didn't think it was professional enough. So we will be doing the series over. The original date was October 2nd, 2021. And we will be doing friendships. And hopefully it will be a little more professional. I just felt like um, I needed to make it professional and not so personal. All right, now we're talking about friendships. And this is part one of a series of two. So we'll be doing that for two weeks, but it's probably going to be condensed simply because I'm doing it over and I have more of a, of a mastery of Zoom, whereas I was just getting my feet wet uh, prior to um, trying to get these podcasts together. So, okay, here we go. We're talking about friendships and um, friendships are just one of the keys to um, an umbrella of interpersonal relationships. So we're gonna talk about interpersonal relationships with the um, concentration on friendships because this is important um, spiritually and physically. It's important um, to have friendships and be a good friend. So that's what we're talking about. All right. So we're talking about interpersonal relationships, which is the umbrella. And what are interpersonal relationships? Interpersonal relationships require the most effort to nurture and maintain. These are the relationships that give you the most joy and satisfaction. An interpersonal relationship is an association between two or more people that may range from fleeting, which is a short time, AKA season or reason to enduring, which is long lasting. And um, I just wanna put some in interpersonal relationships could be any number of relationships. It could be relationships within the family. It could be sibling relationship, um, spousal relationship, um, boyfriend and girlfriend, um, two friends that are like two women, two men or men and women. Those are interpersonal relationships, family, stuff like that. Those are just relationships that you have with people which are important because no man is an island, okay? Nobody's by themselves. All right. Um, interpersonal relationships can also be with animals. So some people do have um, relationships with animals. At this day and age, we are in the time of uncertainty. A lot of people have a lot of anxiety. A lot of people have a lot of stress. And the only way they know to be able to um, combat that stress is to have a loving animal. However, there are some people that go overboard with the animals. I remember it was um, probably in 2020 or probably 2019 that people were really just going overboard. There was a woman that was trying to take her, um, her emotional support, quote unquote, animal on the plane, and it was a peacock. Nobody could touch it. Nobody can handle it. So, you know, um, now, you know, um, services and governments, <laughs> they understand that there is a such thing as having an emotional support animal and people support it, you know, people support it. 
and they acknowledge it, but they don't go overboard. So you can't bring horses and 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 donkeys and and, and peacocks and pigs and all of that. If it's a small critter like a dog or a cat, it's acceptable. But you know, people go overboard. That's just how people are. Okay, so interpersonal relationships are best utilized as friendships, which we are discussing now. However, there is a slight difference as not all friendships are satisfactory or can be trusted simply because within the relationship, it is not healthy. Excuse me. Okay, not healthy. Someone can get cheated on or used, then the relationship is only one-sided. And only one person is benefiting from the quote unquote friendship. Now, I did a podcast before this and I really put my everything in it and it didn't work out. So I'm trying to work it out with this one. Um, In regards to friendships, I would say friendships um, are good when they're healthy because two people are going into the friendship, what, what they have, the love, the respect, the um, ideas that favor one another, the outlooks and outcomes of their companionship. But then there's some people that um, some individuals have basic needs and this is just human nature. A lot of times we, when we grow up, we don't get our needs met. And as far as human beings go, if they don't get their basic personal needs met, like um, support from a parent or two parents, the lack of one parent not being there, um, either the father or the mother, the, the abuse of the child within the household or the neglect from even siblings, those things create a need within us. And we search for those things when we get older, we may not acknowledge or even realize that this is happening. So sometimes when you go into friendships, somebody's going to take advantage of the friendship. And what I mean is it's going to be somebody that's going to suck the life out of you. They're going to use you and they're going to be very selfish and self-centered. And what I mean by that is they're going to use you for everything you could give them. Emotional support, a a listening ear, um, being there and being true and loyal to them. They're going to use all of that and they're not going to give that back to you. A healthy relationship is a relationship that has a give and take. It may be in that relationship, you may need that listening ear. You may need that support, financial or emotional. You may need it, but you're not able to give it to that person who continues to take it from you. And the bad thing is when somebody has, and this is like an emotional um, or a mental disconnect, that they may not be diagnosed you know, and then they're coming into a relationship and, and, and they're taking everything from you. They are being a succubus, which is a spirit. They are sucking everything from you. And for some reason, you, you don't know that this is happening, but you feel like this relationship is not fulfilling because it's not, it's only one-sided. Only some one person is benefiting from it. 
in a healthy relationship, two people supposed to be benefited. You both support each other. You both love one another. You respect one another and you allow that person to be who they are, whether they like a particular thing or not, or you do, it's the respect that you give that person in the relationship that you know that this person is going to bat for you. And it's supposed to be two ways, but nine times out of 10 is only one way. And when it's unhealthy like that, it's kind of like building a house on a foundation that is lopsided. How can you live on a lopsided foundation? Somewhere along the line, it's going to be a crack and it's not going to work. It's going to crumble. So we have to be mindful of the friends that we are to people and the friendships that people have with us. We really have to search inside ourselves and say, is this really a friend? And how you can do that is, why don't you just take a piece of paper and put one side of the paper, your side of the friendship and the other side of the paper, the other, your friend's side of friendship. What does your friend do? All of the things that your friend's friend does to you that's beneficial to you and all of the things that you do for your friend that's beneficial to your friend. If your stuff way outweighs that other person's stuff, then maybe they're not a friend. Maybe if you don't want to lose the friendship, maybe there needs to be a communication as to what's happening. You know, is there something that some other um, uh, support that you need? Do you need outside support, psychological support, um, social support? What kind of support? Because what's happening is that they're dumping all of this stuff on you and they're taking everything you have and they're leaving you um, without support. They're leaving you empty. And there are scriptures that say there's people that drain your spirit. And this person could just be um, a person that doesn't want your friendship, but knows that you are a strong person, a strong, loving and supportive person, and they take advantage of that. And they're using you for free therapy. And that's usually what happens. And the same thing um, with people and families. There could be a person that is um, um, going and choosing a family to be around and just suck their whole family dry. And this unsuspecting family or this unsuspecting friend is being sucked dry by this person who is self-centered and um, selfish. And then they just go on or they may just um, be a leech and be on you forever. And to me, I feel like some people just, um, they're not aware enough or knowledgeable enough that this is being done to them and they suffer in the relationship. And you really don't have to, especially with a friendship. I mean, sometimes that even happens in families too. And that's when therapy needs to come in. I mean, friendships are so important that sometimes therapy needs to come in and we shouldn't be uh, afraid of therapy, especially within the melanated community. We shouldn't be because there are some really great therapists that are melanated. And a lot of times they understand the struggle because the average melanated person in the United States, and I'm not gonna say black because we melanate. Black is um, a social construct. It's something that was made up to separate people. And there's only melanated and non-melanated. And like I said, melanated people have been going through a lot of trauma and we just don't understand that this is tra trauma. We don't acknowledge it, we don't understand it. We, I can't say we don't acknowledge it because a lot of times we don't know that we're um, filled with trauma. You know, we're filled, filled with trauma and this is just another block 
of the tower of trauma that we carry. So to lift that burden, just think about it. You know, you don't need extra trauma. You just don't need it. So, you know, we, need, we have to think about those things, especially in regards to friendship, because we could drop that friend like a bad habit. You don't need, you know, you got 99 problems, but don't let that friend be one. So, okay, that, you know, that's something that you should think about. You know, the term birds of a feather flock together. Well, it's just that. People who have the most in common become the best of friends. They become um, friendship companions. And that is a lot of times successful because you, like I said, you both see things the same way. You both have the same um, focus on life, outlook on life. And, you know, you, you have that coupling that's going to be a strong foundation for friendship. Okay, um, both are living up to the friendship's needs, you know, both people when it's healthy. A lot of times, like I said, when it's not healthy, it's a lopsided foundation. You can't live on a lopsided foundation. It doesn't work. Okay. If the friendship is healthy and reciprocal, it will last. However, like anything else, if it lacks substance or it's baseless, it will not last. Like I said, we all know somebody that drains us of a friendship. A friendship's supposed to be 50-50. You could be given 90 and that person given 10, but you don't want to let that person go because you have internal issues that need to be dealt with. A lot of times, like I said, within our community, we have a lack. And this person may be somebody who has a quality that you like but everything else about that person is not good. But that one quality you hold on to, that's dysfunctional. You know, you, you, you should think more of yourself to get yourself help or get somebody who is at least on your level of friendship that you can have a 50-50 um, friendship instead of like, a, like I said, 90-10 or 60-40, it should be 50-50. And a lot of times we don't have 50-50 relationships. We have 60-40, 70-30, like that. And one person is giving more than they should. Another person just keep take, take, taking. Nobody says anything. And sometimes we're afraid of what that person is gonna say, or maybe we feel like we can't communicate with them, or maybe we feel like even with childhood friends, maybe we feel like, okay, this person's not gonna understand, or maybe I don't wanna reveal myself to this friend or whatever the case is. It's not a healthy relationship if you have all those doubts and you're feeling like, oh, I can't do this with this person. Oh, that's not type, the type of friend I had. You should have that type of friend. What other friendships should there be? I mean, why are you even calling it a friendship? It's not a friendship. There are different, um, there are different types of friends and it should not, everybody should not be in a friend zone. It could just be somebody I know, somebody that I knew for a long time. It, everybody should not be in a friend zone. And this is so important that there are many, many, many scriptures that talk about how important friendship it are, um, how important friendships are and should be so many there's so many scriptures that say that okay 
um, not only are friendships physical, they're spiritual. You're having an interpersonal relationship with somebody that is spiritual simply because we are tripart beings, three beings in one. We are a um, consciousness, which is between the eyes, where your soul resides. You are a consciousness. The father of spirits, the most high, is the spirit that animates you. We live and breathe through Yah, who gives us his living spirit to animate us. And our living consciousness has an end date. Okay? So his consciousness encompasses our soul. And we live in a physical meat body, a human body on this physical plane called earth. That's us. Tripart being. Now, you could, there are, there are people that's ignorant and just think that we are these um, meat sacks that just born, we do what we do and we die and that's it. It's very foolhardy to think that way. We are a complex spiritual being. That's what we are. Because we came from a complex, most high Yah. So what he made is complex and made with care. So in terms of that, spiritually, friendships are important. Spiritual friendships are important because um, despite what you believe, you are a complex being. Having a relationship with another complex being is everything we do is a spiritual um, experience. It is in a physical body because our being who we are is a consciousness okay so without getting into all of that you know I'll just say spiritually friendships are important to us within the spiritual realm as they are many scriptures that discuss friendships as well as the lack thereof and what to look for in a friend and how to look for intruders who pose as your friends. Like I said, it's very important because there are multiple books that contain scriptures of friendships, what to look for and what not. And not only physically, spiritually, because there could be spiritual devils coming to invade your friendship so that they can um, take over, take you over. You know, that's how, that's how important it is. So in some of the books, because I can't write it all on this pad, is uh, The Wisdom of Sirach. That talks about friendships and how to hold on and to cherish and what to look for spiritually and physically. The Wisdom of Solomon also. Proverbs, which Solomon wrote, and Psalms, which um, Solomon took part in too, along with a few other um, uh, people that um, contributed to the book of Psalms. Now, we're not going to go to the other people but we will concentrate on Solomon because he talks about friendships and David to his father. So, and Genesis too talks about friendships. Even Yah talks about friendship because Yah had friends. Yes, believe it or not, the most high Yah has friends. He considers. Now, Yah don't need nobody, okay? And we already talked about that in the first uh, lesson that I ever um, talked about with spirits. But anyway, getting back to this friends, all stress, or um, all stress, all of these books stress or mention the importance of friendship or what or who to look for and look out for to protect yourself. Now I'm gonna um, define friendship. A friendship or a friend is a person who knows and with whom, a person who you know, sorry, and with whom one has a bond or a mutual affection. 
the synonyms of that is a companion, a best friend, a confidant, familiar, an ally, comrade, etc. Now I have a question for you. Can an enemy betray you? This is an important question as there is no way an enemy can do a, such a thing. However, let me just stop that and then I'll start with the however. We already know, you know that saying, keep your enemies close, excuse, excuse me, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, a lot of times you keep your enemies closer because of that fight or flight response. Now, you know, a lot of enemies simply um, don't like you for some reason or another. We don't know, but more than likely it's usually somebody who's bigger or, or better than you. And that, that just becomes jealousy or whatever. I mean, whatever you're going to do in terms of com confrontation with them, you do either fight or flight. We don't know. And these are responses that are human responses. A lot of times we separate ourselves from our enemies or people who pose as our, as our enemies. And you know who your enemies are because they're going to show you that they don't like you blatantly a lot of times. But what you need to be looking for is the frenemy. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I, it goes back to what I said. Could an enemy betray you? You already know he's an enemy. So you already know that anything is possible with somebody who does not like you. What an enemy. Anything is possible. That's why you don't trust them. However, a friend can not only betray you, but they could deceive you for the length of the relationship. And that's what people do. Going back to those people. And sometimes it's not always that. Like I said, some people come into your life and they have a need. And they're going to fulfill their need from you. So they're going to take you for everything you got emotionally. They're going to drain you emotionally. And it's a one-sided relationship. But then there's those frenemies. And those frenemies, a lot of times, those are the cloud chasers. You may be someone of influence. You may be pretty. You may have a little money. You may have whatever. And that person wants it, wants it or wants to be next to you. Just like um, somebody of influence, like a star, um, like a rapper or an actress or somebody with influence. And you go around, yeah, I know this person, I know that person, and you're doing too much in the name of quote unquote friendship, and they're not even paying you any attention. You can't even get close to them. Or it could be that you can't get close to them, and you're bragging about these other people trying to clout chase and have some kind of influence by knowing somebody else. And that's a, a lot of times that happens too. So, you know, with these friendships, you got to. They're empty friendships. That's why a lot of people are influenced say, I don't even know this person. When I was down, this person wasn't nowhere around. But now I'm here, I'm up on a plateau and I'm, I'm doing things and people's all in my face. Even family members coming up to me like, I never met these people. Like, who are these people? So, you know, a lot of times that's, that's what happens. And like I said, these are interpersonal relationships. And this is one little pin under the um, interpersonal relationship umbrella, friendships. Okay, I'm not even talking about siblings and, and, and cousins and all this. I'm not even getting into that. I'm just talking about regular friendships, people who give themselves into a relationship and it's supposed to be 50-50. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you know, now I'm on these frenemies. Okay, 
So um, yeah, people can deceive you for the length of the relationship. This is why the scriptures discuss it and discuss how important it is to have a friend and to be on your guard with friendship. Oh, there are some really scriptures that break down. You should be on your guard at all times. There's a scripture that says people have to work for your friendship. Make sure they work for your friendship because friendship is important. If friendship wasn't important, it wouldn't be scriptural. It's very important, okay? Even between spouses, they have to have they have they have to have some kind of friendship. I mean, can you imagine being married to somebody you don't like? And this happens all the time. This is why um, um, divorce the divorce rate is so high. First of all, there's a scripture that says in Solomon, one of the books of Solomon, it says that Yah is going to bring you your spouse. A lot of times when we, I'm just talking about Yasharel. I'm not even going to go into the Gentiles and the heathens. A lot of times in Yasharel, we just grabbing anybody. Especially today, you know, especially with Judah being um, scattered all over, we just grabbing anybody. Oh, yeah, the Lord said, yeah, I'm going to find me a wife. And they say, you are, you're not supposed to be finding anything. Y'all supposed to find you, your husband or your wife, your mate. And he finds that mate when you have all your ducks in a row, meaning you are healthy enough to have a relationship with your mind, your mind is right, your finances together. That's when you healthy enough to have a relationship when y'all send somebody in. Sometimes you got to go through some things and get things corrected in order for you to have a good relationship. Because when you go in front of y'all and say, oh, um, this person, you know, when y'all did send somebody to you, then you become as one. And then you're able to move forward and grow in a relationship. Whereas you grabbing your own mate, you don't know if this person's ready for marriage. You just know you lusted after them and everything's all right. So it seems like it's all right. So I'm getting ready to go marry this person. And next thing you know, a year, two years, three years down the road, either you get in a divorce, you separated, or you with somebody you don't like. And that is a waste because time is money. Okay. And let's just think about time being money in terms of friendships. You spend a lot of time with your friends. You share a lot of your personal information with your friends. You share yourself with your friends. I'm going to tell you what. Friend, um, um, time is money. Spending your time with somebody is money. Your, your time is worth money. And if you don't, if you can't wrap your head around that, wrap your head around this. When you go to work, guess what they're paying you for? Time, right? Okay. And experience. Okay. If you got to get something fixed in your house, if you don't have the experience, then you got to buy somebody's time who has experience to come and fix whatever it is that you can't fix. Not unless you can fix it yourself and then you're spending your time fixing whatever it is. I say that to say time with anything is money. And we really just don't have the time to spend trying to figure out somebody else's stuff. So if somebody is not healthy enough to have a healthy relationship, my suggestion to you is to move on. And I understand a, um, a lot of people who have quote unquote friends for a long time. Um, they say, oh, I don't want to get rid of this relationship, even though the relationship is hell and toxic, is hella toxic. They will stay with them because they knew them for a long time. You don't have... Um, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. I mean, either that or put them in another zone. 
there's friend zone, there's people that you knew and grew up with, there's just people at work, put them in that zone. You need to understand how important the term friendship is. It's very important. You don't throw everybody in the friendship zone because friendships, you go to bat for friendships, okay? You go to bat for friendships. Friendships sometimes is more important than relationships with your family. That's what you need to understand, okay? I mean, you a real friend, you do some real stuff for. Even Yahshua say he died for his friends. Who dies for their friends? And I think that's more in the second lesson, but I'm telling you how important friendships are. And people really need to sit down and think about who the people they call friends. Are they really your friend? What kind of, they, you know, put them in some categories. Don't put them in a the friend category. That's like the top category next to uh, mother and father, honestly. Some friends are real good friends. Oh, they real, they, mm -hmm, they will rock with you. Okay. Now we're talking about um, Matthew 7. We're going to dive into the scriptures. Matthew 7, 13 and 23 discusses about watching out for advisors and leaders. These people will call themselves your friend too, because they want you to do stuff for them. Who are friendly and loving, the fruit of the spirit, they seem to have, but not really. And they want you to follow them. Like there's people, like I said, of influence, they could use you. They could also use you. It could be the other way around. You know, not only are you clout chasing, but shoot, they could use you to get themselves um, to a higher level. And then Philippians 3 and 2, look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who uh, mutilate the flesh. That could be spiritual or um, regular um, carnal. You know, uh, we, you know, the, the um, dogs are AKA heathens. So watch out for them. You know, look out for these evildoers, those frenemies. Watch out for them. First John 4 and 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but try or test the spirits to see whether they are from Yah. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's a spiritual thing. I already told you we're tripart beings, P-A-R-T, part. So um, yeah, your consciousness, the spirit that animates you and the flesh that you're walking on earth with. Remember, there are spiritual beings, devils that are, in, are inhabited human flesh, okay? Possessing souls, consciousness, and they using you. So, you know, you got to watch out for that. And then we have 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Okay? You could be a good um, upstanding citizen and then you got this quote unquote friend that's a hellion, a hellraiser. And then you running off with him because his personality is much stronger than yours and all his influence. Now you being drugged into something you don't have no business in and don't know how to get out of. Okay, the wisdom of Sirach 37, one and six says, and I'll, I'll read it and then I'll explain what it means. Every friend says, I too am a friend, but some friends are friends only in name. Like I said, it is not a sorrow like for the death itself when a dear friend turns into an enemy. That's a friend of me. All inclination of evil, evil. Why are you formed to cover the land with deceit? 
some companions rejoice in the happiness of a friend, but in times of trouble, they are against them. Some companions help a friend for their own stomach's sake, yet in battle, they will carry his shield. Do not forget a friend during the battle and do not be unmindful of him when you distribute your spoils. So this means a deceitful, deceitful friends have their own agenda. Just like I said, these could be frenemies. These could be people that have personal needs, psychological needs that need to be met and haven't been met when they was growing up in their family dynamics. This is what you got to think about and acknowledge. A lot of people are not, and they may not even get this message, but those of you who get this message, you will think twice because everybody's not your friend. And think about the word friendship and how important friendship is, camaraderie. It's an equal 50-50 uh, based um, thing. You're going into a companionship 50-50. If you give it more than the other person, then it's not really a friendship. It's a one-sided friendship and you're probably the therapist or the financial cow or whatever you are to that person. Okay, and it would behoove you to make some changes. Okay, Psalms 41 and nine. Even my close friend in whom I trusted who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. Now, do I have to even explain to you what that means? It means that person took advantage of you. It's the friend of me. They had a plan to befriend you, to cloud chase, and they got what they want and they left. That's what happens. Left you lonely. Proverbs 27 and 19 says, as in water, face reflects face. So the heart of the man reflects the man. That's friends having the same ideals as you, having the same um, outlook as you, having those friends. You need a friend like that. You don't need no friend that's going to be all for themselves and you're going to be their personal therapist while they running around doing all kinds of nonsense. Now, there is a scripture that I want to talk about before I sign off, because this is the first week, there is a scripture that talks about, I'm sorry, it's a book that has the scriptures in it, and it's the book of Job, and I'm going to make it real short. The book of Job is, um, there's also the book of Job and the Testament of Job. The Testament of Job has more meat in it than the book of Job, and the book of Job is in the Bible. But what happened in Job is, Job was a faithful individual. This is one of the oldest books of the Bible. Job was very faithful. He was very rich. He was very influential. There's a lot of people that love Job. There's a lot of people that like Job. There was a lot of frenemies of Job. There was people who act like they like Job, but as long as they was getting something from Job, they liked him, but they talked about him behind his back. Well, there was a um, discussion in heaven when the devil came up and told Yah, I bet you if you take the stuff away from Job, he ain't gonna love you no more. He's basically saying all this stuff because remember the devil don't like humans anyway. So he stands in front of the um, in front of the throne and starts talking about us all the time. That's why Yahusha is our mediator. But anyway, getting back to the um, story of Job, when Job lost all his stuff because Yah allowed the devil to go down there, but not to kill Job, but just to test Job. So when the devil was killing his kids, the wife, everybody taking all the money and all that, then you know you knew who Job's real friends were. 
Okay. I mean, Job was friends with kings. Job wasn't a king, but he was someone of influence and he had more money than a lot of kings. And when I say money, I'm not talking about paper like we deal with now. I'm talking about financially stable with gold, silver, cattle, all of that. Back in biblical days, that made you a rich person. Land, all of that makes you rich. Even today, but they use paper that's not built on anything that used to be built on gold, but not no more. Anyway. So um, the devil took all that away and, and made him sick, but didn't kill him. So um, he was warned, Job was warned by an angel that this was going to happen, but he was, he was told to endure. And that's what we have to do. We have to endure spiritually. We have to, because everything's going to come against us and we have to stand. And y'all say, as long as you stand, I got you. And you know, that's a loose translation, but I'm just saying, as long as you stand and you in my word, I got you. So that's what Job was. Job stood and he was in his word. And y'all said, if you could get through this, I'm a double everything you got, everything you lost. I'm a double it. He lost his children. He lost his wife. He lost his house. He lost his money. He lost everything. He didn't have no food. He had big holes in his body where worms was going in and out. It was all kinds of stuff. Even the kings, the four kings of the areas that he knew came and was looking at him was like, are you sure you job? We don't know you. It was all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they were saying all kinds of stuff. And I say that to say all his quote unquote friends, there wasn't no friends. Even his wife was like, curse y'all and die. There wasn't no friends. He didn't have no friends. Now, when you got money and you uh, you have influence or you have something somebody wants or somebody needs, they're there. But let hell and high water come. You're not going to have nobody to give you the boat or to give you the extinguisher to put out the fire. I say that to say, think twice about the people you call friends, because a lot of times it's not a friendship. OK, it's a semiotic relationship somebody's succubus and offer you and I know that's not a word but you know what I mean <laughs> somebody is really sucking you dry you know like a leech so and you know they're they're taking your your emotional way with them they taking all everything and then they leave or they just linger there and suck you dry but anyway, this is the first um, teaching of two, and I hope this message edifies you, and just hold on for the next message next week, and I hope that you learn something um, from it. So have a blessed day, and enjoy your week.